my heart has been blessed this morning, and, uh, and I've been to heaven this morning with the music. I appreciate that so much. Uh, in fact, even as the ladies were singing, thank you ladies, as they were singing, I will arise, I said, even so, come Lord Jesus, uh, let's show us heaven before I have to speak about heaven. That's, uh, I would just as soon go now and, and uh, get a tour of it with you. I'm sure it's going to be different than what I think, and some of the things that I say might not be exact, well, it won't be exactly, and, and uh, if you do not agree with some of the conclusions I've reached, that okay, that's okay. I've told you before, I don't even agree with myself lots of times, so that is just fine. But uh, it is, it's exciting for me to anticipate heaven, and I hope it is for you as well. Uh, that's the, the purpose of these messages isn't to teach us lots of new things, but uh, just to get us refocused on what's important. And, and heaven is important, and how we live upon this earth determines how we reign in heaven. And so it is important that we see what's waiting for us. And I, I pray, even so, come, Lord Jesus, uh, and might it be soon to take us home to be with him. Uh, we have, uh, we have learned some things, uh, or at least have been reminded of some things, that this old body is like an old tent, and it, it breaks apart. And when you're in your 20s, you don't realize that. You don't re- really realize it in your 30s. You're strong again, and... Yeah, you get into 40s, and you start to think a little bit about it in 50s and 60s, and, and uh, you realize that these tents rip and tear all the time. Um, I heard a, a lady comedian, she was on KTIG two weeks ago, and she was saying how she was, went to, her, uh, to the place to renew her driver's license. And so she went into there, and there was a man and his daughter in front of her, and he was 98 and getting his driver's license renewed. Uh, and the thing that struck her the most was he turns to his daughter and says, make sure you mark donor on my card. <laughs> I'm 67 years old, and I am a donor, but now I just do it as a joke. Uh, because I might have one eye, uh, Todd would know which eye it is, that still sees. I, I, one of my eyes still sees. Maybe they could use that, but I pity the guy that draws the short straw for any of my parts. Uh, but because our bodies wear out. But when we get new bodies, when the old carcass goes into the ground, we get a transitional body that we will live in, and probably very similar to the glorified body, we will live in that until we receive our glorified bodies. We don't receive those until at the rapture when our dust and our our bones and ashes and everything go to meet our our, uh, transitional body in the sky with Jesus Christ, and we receive our glorified bodies then. But I want us to see... This morning, you know, I I was rolling up my bulletin to make a telescope, and I forgot my... I want us to look into heaven, and I want us to see a little more about heaven. And we we find it a lot in not... You know, at one time, we've got a new home in heaven, and it's got a, 
uh, a sign out in front. It's not Century 21, but it's Revelation 21. So I want you to turn to Revelation 21. Now, I, there are some transitions that take place in here because the new heaven and the new earth does not, uh, is not completely done until after the millennial reign of Christ. But uh, the heaven that is being built now, I believe, transitions into the heaven uh, that will reside on earth during that after the new earth is built, and it's called uh, a new Jerusalem. But it is prepared, I think it is prepared for us now, ready for us to go there. I just want to read the first five verses, and we'll be looking at other verses this morning. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now this is following the millennial reign of Christ, that whether it is a completely new earth that Christ makes, or whether he, it's, Peter talks about a, a fire uh, destroying it, and maybe he renovates it with fire. Uh, however, it is going to be different. It's going to be more like uh, the earth or like the Garden of Eden uh, then. But uh, so that first earth has passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Let's pray. Lord, as we just take a glimpse into what we know of heaven, help us to realize that it is much greater than we can imagine. Our minds cannot comprehend what you have prepared for us. We know that. But you gave us certain things to encourage us toward that goal, to remain faithful, to be overcomers upon this earth. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see here a glimpse, a little bit of glimpse of the new heaven, very similar to the heaven that we will live in and that will transition to the new earth. Uh, tears, and we talked about, yeah, there will be some tears after we go to be with Christ, uh, probably at the judgment seat because we'll realize that we'll see our wood hands double and realize that we could have made better choices. And we know that we, we always can, we always could. Uh, maybe tears at the great white throne judgment right before the earth is renovated or created new for us. Uh, maybe as we see people, our loved ones that we never shared Christ with, uh, that will be uh, a sad time. But our tears will be wiped away as we enter the new earth at that time. What do we know about heaven? Some, just a, a quick review here. Heaven is an actual place. If you're writing this down, this I have this as number one. Heaven is an actual place. Uh, I've got uh, 10 or 12. We'll, we'll, we're, it's not a 12-point message. We won't be here till 1230. 
uh, revelation, and heaven's an actual place. It's likened to a book. It's likened to a building. It's likened to a bank where we invest in our time upon this earth, and we invest in the way we live and, and being careful and being kind and being loving. We are investing in our eternity. It means something to live for Christ in this life. It isn't just, uh, okay, we're saved, we're going to heaven, we've got fire insurance, so just whoop it up while we're here. It does pay to uh, it eternally to live for Christ. That's why Matthew chapter 6, invest in heaven, invest in eternity. It is a temp- called a temple, it's a, likened to a city, it's likened to a country, it is vast, it's an inheritance, it's valuable, it's paradise, it's beautiful, and it's my Father's house if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, because uh, if we trust Christ to forgive us and save us, we become the children of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ to inherit what Christ inherited. We get a part of that, and it is heaven and then a ministry on this earth. So it is my Father's house. Number two, where is heaven? We just started this. Where is heaven? Well, it's up. (laughs) Because over and over in Scripture, you read, he looked up into heaven and he prayed. Or uh, he ascended up into heaven. Or he came down from heaven. So heaven is up. Well, does that help us? I know that up to the Brazilians is a little different than up to the Minnesotans. Some way it goes up. And so it's beyond earth. Paul said he, he went, or he's talking, tells about a man, and I believe it's Paul, went up into the third heaven. So he went through the first heaven, which is the birds and the in the plains, into the second heaven, which is the stars and the planets, uh, to the third heaven, which was the throne of God there in that. So where about is it? Where, and maybe it's in a different dimension. Now, because there are different dimensions. I, when I was a, a kid, and mom and dad would go someplace, uh, the my brothers and sisters, I would never do this. I was the good kid in the family, and I had seven others that were little heathens and uh, siblings, and, and we would turn, they would turn on TV. I just glanced at it every now and then. Uh, uh, a little black and white TV, and I would, when we heard this tune, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, any of you recognize that? Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. And we knew we were going to watch something that happened in a different dimension. And it scared us. And uh, we'd go to bed and we'd lay there, our eyes would be wide open, uh, keeping a watch on what might happen. Well, it might be in a different dimension. There's angels live in a different dimension. Uh, They step in through and and they're around us. The demons are around us. Um, And so uh, heaven might be that, but I figure it is a ways away, why would I say that? Uh, I, only 
in Daniel chapter 10, Daniel prays, and he gets his answer, I think it was 23 days later, and the angel said, I would have been here sooner except uh, Satan hindered me, and finally Michael the angel came and helped me break through to bring you this message from God. And so uh, it, it appears to be a ways away. I, I don't know how far. In my mind, I see it on the other side of the stars and in the planets, and so that would be a ways away. Uh, turn to Psalm 75. We'll, I said we would end our messages on heaven next Sunday. Uh, we, we will not. I, I'll not get through by that time. But Psalms 75, and we've got cards out there. We'll be here next Sunday. But the Sunday after, we will not be here. Uh, we're going to go visit Seth and Crystal in Spain and meet uh, our new grandson while we're there and get to hold him and care for him for a few weeks. But there are some cards out there, Christmas cards, I think they are, because we are taking Christmas over to them. And, and so uh, I don't know if they will be able to wait until Christmas to open and we don't, we're not taking them wrapped because we're not paying for all that. In fact, the oatmeal we're taking, we're ripping open the little packets and dumping it in our clothes just so that we'll have room to, and we'll sort it all out once we get there. Um, but, but so if you have a, a word to say, you know, Merry Christmas, or we're praying for you, Seth and Crystal, you can get the, see those on the Welcome Center, and right when, it would be fun for us to take over these cards for them. Uh, in Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are cast into a deep sleep. Thou, even thou, art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Am I, I'm reading 76 instead of 75. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you were right. I was wrong again. So uh, here, uh, verse 6. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is judge, is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. So where isn't the throne of God? Not the east, not the west, not the south, but the judge, God, well, it doesn't say he's in the north, but turn to Isaiah 14. Isaiah, Jeremiah, so it's not too far away from where you are there in Psalms. Isaiah 14, verse 12. Talking about Lucifer, Satan. Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down from the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit. Now those stars could be, star, it's probably angels. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. 
uh, it, it mentions the size of the north. Okay, if it's not in the north, I won't be upset. I won't talk to God about it. But it appears that it's in the north someplace where God's throne is. It's up. It's uh, a ways away. So where is heaven? That was number two. Or, number three, no, this isn't number three. It houses an actual city, a new Jerusalem. And that's what we began reading there in Revelation. Uh, look at verse, in Revelation 21, keep your fingers there, it's primarily where we at, we're at today. Verse 15 through 17, Revelation 21, 15, and he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof and the city lieth foursquare and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and breadth and height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, 140 and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, the angel. Uh, so it, is an, it houses an actual city, gives us actual measurements, and the measurements that most scholars come to, it's 1,500 miles wide and 1,500 miles Long and 1,500 miles high, a cube. And some say it might be a pyramid, but the, the cube actually fits better uh, this way than a, than a pyramid. And so that's a big city. It reaches, if it was plunked down on the United States, it would be from the Appalachian Mountains over to the, the border of California. And, so it's, and from Canada to Mexico. So it would squash us all if it just came down on us. An actual city, cubed shape. It has 12 gates. Uh, verse 21 of chapter 21 says, And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And so it has... Uh, 12 gates of pearls, and scholars have laughed and said, well, you know, it'd, it'd take a huge oyster to produce a pearl that size, but, but God doesn't, isn't limited by size, and he doesn't even need a per, uh, an oyster to, to uh, build his pearls, but it is symbolizing something. You know, a pearl is made because of irritation or pain, uh, whether it's a grain of sand or whether it's a chip of shell that uh, they do these that are artificially grown, they put something in there to irritate. And so the irritation, uh, the oyster just continues to coat that with a, the, with a pearl. Well, I, as I see myself entering the gate, one of the gates, one of the 12 gates into the city uh, of New Jerusalem, I... Uh, I'm, I see myself right now going through the suffering that Jesus Christ went through when he was for me. Otherwise, I could not enter the city. I could not go through the gate of pearl if it weren't for the suffering and death of Jesus Christ upon the cross. He did that for me, and so I see that every gate is an opportunity for us to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, as we enter into the city. The... Uh, Twelve foundations, talks about twelve foundations, and I'm just going to start 
listing these things. Layers. I see them as layers. It says 12 foundations, and it tells the, the, the stone that are the foundation stones. And I see it as 12 floors, uh, but 125 miles between each floor if you take the size. And so there's a lot of space. You have room to fly your kite with 125 miles, especially I think that jets or planes usually fly around uh, five or six miles high, and I know the stratosphere is seven miles high. So uh, it, 125 miles, you can have a lot of string out by the time you're done. Lots of room. Uh, you've got trees that can grow there and climb in. So uh, there's light and water and trees and fruit and animals. We looked at that last week. Horses. Because it tells us that we, when we come back with Christ at the end of the tribulation time, believers in white robes ride with him on white horses. And so there will be horses. If you don't know how to ride a horse, you'll at least have in seven years to learn how to ride one so that you can come back and you won't be clear in the back of the pack to see Jesus as he destroys those that have rebelled against him on this earth. We do not have to fight. We are there to witness what takes place. What about pets? I used to say, no pets in heaven because uh, animals don't have souls. And so... But I, I think God might, if you have a special pet, that would be considered a desire of the heart, I think. And I think that God would provide us with the desires of our heart in heaven. And so Fido might show up. He might be there waiting for you. I'm no guarantees. Don't get mad at me if he is not. Uh, and if you hate your pet, uh, I hope it doesn't show up there for you. <laughs> Okay, so if you're, if you're keeping track a little bit, one is an actual place, two is a place of beauty, three is a place of travel, and uh, because the gates are always open there in Revelation 21, and also Revelation 24, uh, 22, it mentions the gates are open, so all the nations can come in and out from all directions. I, I think maybe it's on first floor, they've got... Uh, the three gates on each, each side of the New Jerusalem. So people can come from all directions. The gates are never closed because there's no wickedness, there's no evil, there's no thief that can break in and steal. Um, number four, a place of eating and drinking and feasting. And even uh, as uh, B sang, there's a wedding. Do you hear the music? There's a wedding going on. The wedding supper, marriage supper of the Lamb. Um, there will be feasting. The, Jesus tells the disciples, you will sit at my table uh, in my kingdom. And he gives illustrations of feasts. Now the good thing is, you're going to say, no, 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 but... Cindy knows that, that I have a problem with gluttony. Yeah, I do. I have a problem. Uh, and it's not so much that I eat so much, but that it, you know, my day, what does my day sound like? My days when I allow gluttony to be a problem are, okay, what are we having for lunch? And I ask that at breakfast. 
what are we having at supper? I ask that at lunch because my, my life is revolving around this food. Maybe because I'm Baptist. You know, it seems like, seems like the church life of Baptists revolves around food, doesn't it? And it used to be potluck, and then we decided we can't have luck, so we went to covered dish. And, and, uh, but it, it's all the same. We, we have hot dishes and, and food. But uh, in heaven, we're going to feast. And when Jesus was telling how that the, the parable of the feast, that the, the man, the rich man, this man who was the master, prepared a great feast, and he said, it is ready. And all those that he invited began with one accord to make excuse, and I just got married, and I just bought some oxen, and I just bought some land, and, and I just, all kinds of excuses. And he said, you're not going to get into my feast, and uh, we will go out in the highways and byways and get new people to come in. We're the new people, Gentiles really, are the new people that get to enter in to have this feast. But they must be going to serve uh, angel food cake or something because they, 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 surely they wouldn't have calories. All the calories will be removed. We'll be able to eat uh, even though we, it says we'll never be hungry And when it says that, uh, I think that it's talking about we will never need the nourishment, but I believe that we will enjoy the food uh, to the extent even greater than one that is hungry. You know how it it tastes. You know, when, when we run as a group, the conversation normally winds up with food. And, uh, in forest, orange peanuts do not, those circus peanuts, do not count as food. <laughs> but that's his number one, and, and he goes to that. But we will enjoy it with a, a be, better craving. You know, we, uh, at the end, you just begin to crave food, and you get to enjoy it there with the feasting and eating. No hunger or thirst in heaven, but enjoy it as if we were really hungry. Drinking, you know, I ran across the 20th of, of uh, September is Proverbs 20, if you read it like me, uh, a proverb a day for the day of the month. Proverbs 20 says, wine is a mocker and beer is, um, is, is, a, is a brawler. And so apparently, alcohol will not affect us if it is alcohol, like it does here. Maybe because our old nature is gone, that uh, alcohol affects the old nature. And that's why Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit upon this earth. But there we will, there will be eating and drinking and uh, feasting together. It will be, they will serve Pepsi Light, I'm sure, there in heaven. But uh, it's going to be a fun, uh, those picnics, you know, that's a fun thing. That's the whole idea is if you're with friends and you get to enjoy, and you're with Jesus Christ and you can enjoy these things that we enjoy on earth and with our family picnics. 
Uh, number five, so there's actual place, a place of beauty, place of travel, place of eating and drinking and feasting. And the last one I think would go is heaven is a place to entertain others. Now, why would I say that? Turn to Luke chapter 16, verse 9. Luke 16. And this is the weirdest parable that I know of that Christ told. And I still don't understand it all, but I understand one thing, and that's what I'm going to share. Luke 16, verse 9. Well, maybe we will just start by reading this, and I'll share one thing, and then we'll go. There's a certain rich man had a, had a steward, and starting with verse 1. And the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And so the master called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou, uh, for thou mayest be no longer steward. I'm taking your job away. Then the steward said within himself, oh, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig uh, a farm. Uh, to beg, I am ashamed. I'm resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Uh, this is what I'm going to have to do. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors to him. And he said to the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said unto him, Hey, take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. You give me half of what you owe. Then said he to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said unto him, Take thy bill and write fourscore. So you give me uh, eighty back. And the Lord commanded the unjust steward. <laughs> the Lord commanded the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, Make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail they may receive you into everlasting habitations. On this earth, in this flesh, in this mammon, we are to develop friendships, connections, accountability groups, um, so that in the next life, they will entertain us. We will go to their houses. You're going to invite Cindy and I to your house when you get to heaven. I'm going to repeat this again. Let me say this again. Just get it in your mind here. Oh, we're going to invite Cindy and Dave to our house when we get to heaven. Repeat that as you go to sleep tonight. Uh, I want you to remember that when we get to heaven so that when we are out traveling, because we love to travel and maybe God will give us, we're not getting to that today, maybe God will give us the opportunity to serve him through encouraging or, or uh, out helping other people. I think according to our gifts. And we're going to invite you to come to our house according to Cindy's gift. And so uh, we do this on earth so that we are prepared when we are removed from this body. We will entertain in glory. We will, uh, we will, they will have their eternal dwellings. We will have our eternal dwellings. 
we will have the joy of spending time together, recalling memories. And I look around and, and I see we will have memory touch points. Most, most of us will have memory touch points. You know, uh, uh, Alexander and Lydia, we will say, when you come, bring your instruments. Grab your kids and uh, you'll play instruments. We will sing. You know, I, I think of, of David. You know, some of the, the memories we have were terrible. Uh, the, my memory with Dave Simmons is floating down the Missouri River all night long and thinking we were going to go over a waterfall and caught in the rapids. And, and uh, memories with Pete Ross uh, getting up. We hear this. We're sleeping, camping out in Montana uh, during hunting and and they were asleep, and four in the morning, we hear this, and we jump out of bed wondering what's going on, and stick our heads out the tents, and Pete's got this blowtorch, just, just a huge flame. He's lighting the fire. Now, we use matches. He uses the blowtorch. Uh, the memories, you know, uh, uh, burying your parents, Burying your children, marrying your, your parents, marrying your children, marrying your grandchildren, memories. The advantages of being in a long-term relationship between pastor and church family. The joy of spending time together recalling those memories Maybe spending time with people we haven't met but had an influence in their salvation. People that we've supported missionaries, sent them to a mission field. That missionary leads a, a person to the Lord, and we had a part in that. And they might be there at the gate waiting to say, thank you, thank you, thank you for sending your missionary to us. Playing musical instruments there are musical instruments in heaven, not just harps. There are harps, and they're beautiful. But there are other instruments that will be played. I, this it was last week. Eliza came in, carrying her banjo into my office. She sat down, and she began to play the banjo. She just started a while back to, to learn to play. And she sat there and played, and it was music. She knows I want to play, I would love to learn to play the, uh, the banjo. Now, we'll look at that next week of, of why I think I'm going to get to learn to play the banjo. But maybe Eliza will teach me when we're in heaven. Singing together, Revelation chapter 5. Uh, rest, not because we are worn out, but rest to reinvigorate us for the role that Christ has for us to play in subduing the earth because even before the fall, Adam and Eve were to subdue the earth, tend the garden and subdue the earth. And for myself, uh, I would love that. That is uh, attractive to me. Maybe it isn't attractive to you. Maybe you, you will have some other uh, opportunity to serve the Lord. So those are five things that we've covered. We'll look at others uh, next week, and then when we get back from Spain. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we might get excited about heaven, that we might live today like we're going to heaven tomorrow. Re remove the distractions or help us to have the courage to remove 
at least some of the distractions that tend to draw our attention away from you and place it upon this earth. All the lights and the baubles and the toys that seem to grip us, might we hold them lightly and grip you tightly, please. And Lord, if there's somebody here that's never prayed and asked you to save them, might they do that this morning? Might they make sure that they have reservations for heaven? If not, might they do that, please? Might they recognize that your son, Jesus, died on the cross to pay the only price that could be paid for their sin and for my sin? So, Lord, I pray that they might accept by faith the work of Christ on the cross and then become workmen for your kingdom. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.